This week, Mr. One-Two from the Movie Dogs is here to discuss Guy Ritchie's critically acclaimed return to the gangster genre, The Gentleman, here on The Folding List. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to The Folding List. My name's Travis, and this is the podcast where we pay attention to the movies so you don't have to. Um, but like always, if you haven't seen these movies for the first time, you need to at least throw them on because uh, this week we're doing a crazy movie. I, uh, I, asked, uh, I asked my homeboy if he was if he was ready to go on the pod, and he uh, suggested the gentleman. So we're going to go ahead and welcome in uh, Mr. One-Two. What's going on, man? Hey, what's going on, Trap, man? It's good to be here. Good to be here, big homie. Nice, man. I, I appreciate you coming out, man. It's a uh, it's been a minute. We you know, we've done the crossover episodes a few times, but I, I don't know. It's been a hot minute since it's just been you on, on the folding list, man. Yeah, I think the last time we did one, big homie, was when we talked about uh, John Carpenter's Halloween. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. It's a- Wow. It's yeah. almost been a year then. Cause exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. All right. All right. All right. That's uh that that's pretty crazy. I didn't uh didn't realize that. But but yeah, man, uh but yeah, it's good to be back. It's uh I'm glad you suggested this movie. I hadn't seen it in a hot minute. It was it was good to throw on. I literally I had to throw it on like usual. I'm doing stuff around the house in dad mode. So it was it was cool to throw this one back on, man. So uh what made you pick this one? Well, to be honest with you, I'm kind of my producer was the one who recommended this one a rock and rollist. So it really he told me those were the choices. Okay, all right, yeah, so, yeah. So, you know, you know, pulling the strings. I, exactly. I see what happened here now. Exactly. Now um, the the fog has been lifted. I, I know what's going on now. Now I'm now I feel like a. Feel like a puppet, man. I, 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 <laughs> Me and you both, homie. You know how it is with our, you know how it is with Chino, dog. He just pulls the strings and we're just there to play along, man. Straight up, man. Yeah, yeah. It's it's brought us this far. Might as well just follow through with it. Exactly. We're already in this shit. Might as well finish this shit. Yeah, man. Yeah. But, uh, so, I mean, so but, this was a this was a solid choice uh, of the of the producer. Or, but come to find out, I know you've you've seen this movie a, a few times, right? Yeah, man, I'm a huge Guy Ritchie fan. So, like, yeah. I've been following his career since Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. He's one of my favorite Damn. directors. So, you know, like, I've been into him since before he became who he, big in Hollywood, how he is now. So, you know, British hmm. gangster films and his take on it has always been something that I follow. So, when The Gentleman came out, I was like, oh, he's going. I and mean, he went through his period, you know, of, you know, doing. Aladdin and doing different yeah, types of genres. So, you know, like, you're not a big fan of Aladdin. Uh, I wasn't feeling, I wasn't feeling <laughs> Blue Will Smith, but like Robert Williams just hit it so yeah. close, man. Like, you know, RIP Robbie, you know, so straight up, man. Yeah, man. Like, I don't think that's there's some roles that can be replaced. And mind you, Will Smith is a phenomenal actor, but yeah. it's just yeah. some roles that cannot be touched. Yeah. And to me, and that's funny saying that about an animated movie, but. Yeah, but uh, you know, Robin Williams kind of just uh, puts his foot in everything he does. So like, when, once he does, it's kind of like, can you really replace? Like, you can't do Mrs. Doubtfire again. Wow. You you can't do Aladdin again. Like Will Smith's great and all, but no. Like there there's just a lot of those things, man. He just crushes it so hard that just let it go. It's cool. Yeah, man. So like, <laughs> it has been done. 
Exactly. So when I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, he's back to the fold. He's back, you know, doing, you know, a, a quirky British gangster, like comedic kind of film. And I mean, it's a yeah. star studded cast, you know, I mean, Man, so everybody you, in this thing. exactly. You got Matthew McConaughey, you got Colin Farrell, Charlie Hunnam, Hugh fucking Grant. Um, you know, the newcomers now, like like a Jeremy Strong, a Henry yep. Golding. So it's just like, yo, like, I mean, if you hear, it's almost synonymous to like, when you hear Mars Corsese doing a gangster film, everyone's going to want to join in. So if you hear that, you know, uh, Guy Ritchie's making another British gangster film, it's like, okay, we got to hop on that, you know? Crazy. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, because it's uh, like, like you said, Snatch was always one of my favorite gangster movies. Period. Yes. Like, I I always loved that movie. Watched it a million times. We did an episode on it because that's one I've seen a ton of times. And the gentleman felt like it felt like the new version of Snatch. Like Snatch was like a very good movie and very unique and all that kind of stuff. But this felt like a polished sequel even though it was like none of the same characters like none of the same plot it just had that same vibe of like oh it's a bunch of gangsters doing gangster shit and a bunch of people die like (laughs) (laughs) in very interesting ways always yeah yeah you know whether it's through free falling whether through it's a pig farm um, yeah that's that's the second time a pig has popped up or, or, a, um, or a 10-inch dildo, one or the other. You're going to die in a very unique way in the Guy British British gangster film. Man, he goes for it. Yeah. He, yeah I think I, Scor- Scorsese's got the crazy plot points, but uh, Guy Ritchie's got the the crazy moments, just just straight, straight up moments. Crazy. Oh, yeah, man. I feel yeah. like Guy Ritchie's uh, like gangster trilogy of like Lockstock of Two Smoking Barrels, Snatch, and uh, the gentleman, I feel like they're kind of like, um, what was it? Uh, I forgot what the director's name, but the one who's directed, you know, um, Shaun of the Dead and uh, oh, I'm having, um, I Edgar Wright, I believe. Yeah, Edgar Wright. Yeah, yeah. I feel like how he's made that trilogy, you know, this is kind of like his trilogy as well, like British gangster films. So, you know, yeah. like it's just. To me, anytime Guy Ritchie makes a British gangster film, I'm all for it. And now, apparently, they're trying to make a TV show out of The Gentleman, too. Oh, really? Yeah, so it was announced Hmm. not that long ago after the success of this one, and it became a huge hit on the streaming platform and um, so forth. Um, Now they want to go ahead and make a TV show out of it. Apparently, he's going to be behind this well, so that should be very interesting. That's that's wild, man. Like that, it's it's awesome when good properties are um, they figure out how to continue it. Like, like I, I even even like speaking of like good properties and continuing them, uh, fucking the Batman. Like they 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 did a, a great job on the movie, solid job on the movie. Um, but they figured out that oh, we can just like take these crazy characters, even just the side characters. And follow them for a little while. Exactly. So we're gonna we're gonna get to see our boy Colin Farrell uh, as the Penguin, just like just following him and his rise in Gotham. Like I I I can't wait for that man. Like this dude, he crushed it in this movie, and he, he crushes it in everything. So the, it's always I, I know some people didn't like him in the past, but I, I don't know, man. Ever since what is that movie? 
dang, I'm, I'm sure you know it. Um, not Brussels. What is it? Oh, in Bruges. Bruges in Bruges. Yeah. Man. Oh, Ever oh, since dude. in Bruges, it, it it felt like he turned a corner. Oh, and he's yeah. like, nah, I'm I'm gonna be a serious actor now. And he he's just been killing it ever since, man. Ever since. I, I agree with you. I know he was like the new hot Hollywood guy, Irish bad boy, and all this stuff. And yeah. then, like he was making all these action films, but that dude has great depth and great co- comedic depth. Like just overall, like I agree oh, with you. Yeah. It, it, and Bruges was the turning point of his career where people are like, "Oh, he's more than just a good-looking guy. This dude could actually act." Wow. You know that movie's like I've seen it. You know, I think I've only seen it one time because. I watched it once and I was like, wow, that was incredible, but it was depressing as fuck. I don't know if I could like watch that again. That's not a fun movie. Like there's a lot of crazy stuff in it. It's a lot of like kind of fun moments when you pick it apart. But if you lump it all together, like, oof, that is a heavy movie. It's, it's a, it's a dark comedy, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Real deal, dark comedy. And, and you don't, you don't see those all that often, um, but for this one, it, for that one, it uh, it was almost it wasn't like so dark that it's like unwatchable. But it was one of those movies where you you have to be able to let a good bit of it like just kind of go like as you said. I think we said it off mic. Is it's just a movie? You gotta, you gotta <laughs> let it go. <laughs> exactly. I mean, the performances from Brendan Gleeson and Ralph uh, Fiennes, uh, Ralph Fiennes. I mean, like or Fiennes. I mean. That, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Those that trio right there, I, I was dying laughing when Ralph would take the screen. He's just like, you know, he's smashing the phone, and his wife is like, "It's an inanimate object," and he's like, "You're <laughs> a fucking inanimate object!" <laughs> like, oh my gosh! And the conversation between him and Brendan when he's like, you know, let's just be real. You know, you're a cunt, and your kids are gonna be cunt. He's like, "Why well, you gotta say that about my kids? You retract that statement about my cunt kids." <laughs> I retract that statement about my kids. kids. Like, dude, I think the C, I think the C word with, um, with in general has grown up like substantially with Guy Ritchie and like the British dudes. Cause I hear that word yeah, man. everywhere now. And it's, and it's so funny. Cause like, um, one of my, my, uh, my father-in-law's brother, uh, meets a lot of people cause he works with Kawasaki and he meets people from England, like the whole world. And he meets some British dudes and he said, like, dude, like their slang is so hilarious because he was like, instead of calling people like a they're like, look at that Emily Blunt. So <laughs> you know, like you know how like they rhyme things, you know, with like coffee yeah, and all yeah. that stuff. So yeah. I like now whenever I'm like really frustrated, I'm just like Emily Blunt, and people probably look at me like, What the hell is he talking about? <laughs> like it's only you and that's there, crazy. <laughs> Cause like over over there, they that's like ass to them. You know yeah. what I mean? Like saying that, like it's not even that serious. So they, they say it all the time, but I, I know people that have ended relationships over that word. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that is. <laughs> you see, that's, that's, a, that's the ironic thing here in America, dude. People will say the N word, but the C word. Oh no, 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 no. That is, we don't allow that you here. Like no. draw the line. <laughs> <laughs> we draw the line at Emily Blunt. I'm like, okay, sure. <laughs> but I think that's that's one of the great things about Guy Ritchie too is like he is a. I, I'm not going to say he's like Tarantino on his level, but he's a very Tino Tarantino esque director where most of his movies are very dialogue driven. Yeah, and that's why 
I could watch this movie and, you know, chop up some bell peppers without even looking at it because the dialogue is so good. The shots are great, too. It's shot very, very well. Yeah. And that's kind of what I was saying about it feels like the sequel to Snatch is like it, it's very polished and it seems like the budget is super high. Oh, yeah. Um, but the dialogue in this is just as just as snappy and just as quick as it was in Snatch and everything else Guy Ritchie has made. I agree with you. I feel like, you know, from his up from where he started with Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels being produced by Matthew Vaughn at the time. And Matthew Vaughn was just an up and coming producer as well. You could just tell the budgets weren't there. And even with Snatch, dude, with what he did with Snatch, like that, that boxing scene, that bare knuckle boxing scene with Brad Pitt and old dude, like that's a great fighting scene. Um, it's incredible, yeah. You know, the sound effect that you hear, like just, it's just so dark. Like I feel like Snatch is just a, dark like not i would say a very dark and gritty shot film you know it's it's grimy exactly like everything there there are no clean surfaces in snatch like (laughs) i think the only clean surface is just turkish and tommy's suits yeah and that's it you know what i mean other than that like from how raw brick top is like Man. His one-liners, dude, like, in the words of the Virgin Mary, come again. I'm like, really? Like, <laughs> it's just so raw with it. I'm like, I I kid Whoa. you not. I, I, I didn't get I that school. joke for years and years. And oh. then I was older, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, dude, Archie put me up, put me up to that. You know, uh, he owned the movie, and I saw it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God. So everything, like, from the pig farm, like, a, a small side of me wants to own a pig farm because I have a daughter. <laughs> so it's just like, I'm just like, you see these pigs right here? You see why they're fat? <laughs> like, don't One cross day. the line. Don't cross I the line. To use them, they're ready. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, like, I, I agree with you, man. Like, when I see the gentleman now, to see the transformation of what he was from Lockstock to like the gentleman, I'm like, dude, it's like from standard edition wow. to like high def you know like 4k like just how yeah. nice and polished everyone is the fashion the yeah. oh uh, man i, I was gonna bring that up just because it's uh the the suits and the jackets it, i was even oh. saying on the last pod uh like i or i you know, on a different pod man it's all blur, blur together uh, <laughs> but i was saying i love i love a nice coat i love a nice jacket and that's all they were rocking man like that's why i think my my favorite moment in the movie is when charlie hunnan or hennan was like give me the phone just just give me the phone and they were yes like, how about you put the money down and you walk away and he's like and then he just reaches in that nice ass coat and pulls out like a, a straight MP5 or something and just <laughs> into the air. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> take phone dog. Exactly. <laughs> that nice ass coat, but just got a gun, like a big gun hanging underneath it. It just, came, it just came out so nicely. You never saw it coming. <laughs> like, you're like, where the hell did he Whoa. pull that big ass fucking automatic weapon so elegantly <laughs> in that nice suit? You know? <laughs> I was like, respect, my good sir. Like, you would be serving a life prison sentence in England for that. But the way you did Whoa. that, I, I just so eloquently done. My goodness. Whoa. Yeah, because um, like, like, because I, I think that's like, that's one thing about this movie. Because in, what is it, in Snatch, there's only like, what, a few people with guns in Snatch? Like, uh, except, what is it, Tommy's gun doesn't even work. And then everybody else can sort of shoot at <laughs> each other. So, 
it, the, the guns really aren't like a thing. But in this, it was like, oh, no, we're all rich enough to where it doesn't fucking matter. We, we have our guns. Like, that's how that's how gangster we are. I don't know. It's just like a whole a whole different level of gangster. And before we dive into that, let's go ahead and take a quick commercial break. And uh, we'll be right back with more of the folding list. Bad. All right. Welcome back. Welcome back. Yeah. So like, yeah, man, before before we get into this, I know we've we've seen this movie and you've seen it a, a million times compared to what I've seen. But uh, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and like let the let the audience know what this movie's about. So uh, Mickey Pearson uh, is an American expat who became rich by building a highly profitable marijuana empire in London. When word gets out that he's looking to cash out of the business, it soon triggers an array of plots and schemes, including bribery and blackmail from shady characters who want to steal his domain. So basically, everybody sees a a chance to grab power, grab money and basically like kick the kick this old man out who's played by Matthew McConaughey. Technically, he's not an old man, but he is like retiring from gangster business um but they're not the normal gangsters we've seen from stuff these are the gangsters that are rubbing elbows with billionaires they're billionaire side projects um which is the 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 next level gangsters so this there was a, this was a cool example of like how high up this stuff could go it was it was pretty dope seeing it like this I agree. You know, like you're you're seeing this from a perspective where you know, like Matthew McConaughey's uh, Mickey Pearson is dealing with like lords, toff, you know, like some fucking royal deep pocket people. You know, on top of that, dealing with like like you mentioned billionaires with with Matthew, like Jeremy Strong, who plays Matthew. You know, multi billionaire trying to buy his business. You know. And it just shows how even in the gangster world, guess what? Just like in corporate America, you got wolves trying to eat each other. Well, in the gangster world, it's the same thing. The only difference is they're more loud about it. You know, so yeah. see, and it, was, it was such a like most of the time, like you see in um, you always Matt. I mean, um, what's his name? Um, Guy Ritchie always throws an American in his films, you know, <laughs> and, and I love that. Yeah, we, we always throw British people in ours, man. True. We always cast them with, <laughs> with American accents, though. That's yeah, the, yeah, you know. yeah. Very true. They'll be half the cast, and they'll be British, but they'll all sound mostly American. <laughs> exactly, and and also to like see like all, all the performances were just spot on in this film. Like from Charlie Hunnam's Raymond, Colin Farrell was fucking coach, and his and his boys, you know, when they're doing Oof. work, whooping everyone's ass. So like, dope. Yeah, and to see like to see like how much he's like a father figure to them, you know, he's not even a gangster. Like he admits, like, hey, I'm not a gangster, but I'll do some. Ga- I've done some gangster things, but I'm not the gift <laughs> that keep on giving. You know, yeah. <laughs> like you know, he's trying yeah, to pay yeah. off the debt that his guys did because their dumbasses decided to rob Mickey's uh, herb uh, factory, not knowing that it was Mickey's. You know, oof. Yeah. So basically. Uh... Mickey Parsons got this uh, giant, you know, giant weed business that he's trying to get out of by selling it to uh, Jeremy Strong. But Jeremy Strong <clears throat> is actually using Henry Golding's character, Dry Eye, to 
kind of steal some from Matthew McConaughey's character or like break down his empire a little bit so he'll cash out quick and he'll do it at a lower price. Yeah. So this whole thing is all started off just because Jeremy Strong's trying to get like a better price on the business. Um so they send in Colin Farrell's like young dudes to go in and like st- like uh steal all the weed from this from this location but then the toddlers uh, yeah yeah the, the toddlers but then Colin Farrell finds out and he's like I don't want this to go down I am not trying to die so <laughs> he goes and basically like kind of reverses the whole plot um and gets on Matthew McConaughey's good side which is the right move exactly. I'm not trying to get on that dude's bad side no it seems like a monster <laughs> yeah, he talks to his homie Gaza on the phone and he's like, How come I ain't never heard about this dude? He's like, Oh, you've heard about him. He's a horrible. He's like, <laughs> you know? So it's just like, Damn it, anyway. So he's kind of like, All right, I heard you're when he confronts uh, Raymond, uh, Charlie Hunnan, Hunnan, uh, you know, I heard you're, you know, this Mickey Pearson's conciliatory. He's like, Yeah, you know, Ooh. so. The, the way he yeah. comes about him, you know, like just like nonchalant, he takes his hat off with respect. And I'm like, hey, man, I'll, I'll do what you guys need me to do as long as just leave my yeah. boys out of this. You know, my boys aren't gangsters or good lads. Like, yeah, they just, made a mistake. Exactly. You know, and Ernie <laughs> just like, like Ernie and the toddler, especially Ernie. Ernie's just like, you know, trying to do the most. You know, like we run the <laughs> bell here at Boston. <laughs> just like, dude, he didn't want the bell rung at all. You know, he's like, what did I do leaving you lads by yourself? You know? <laughs> so it's just like, dude, this overall, like, and also like Hugh Grant, you know, like to be honest with yeah. you, the one, oh, the, one who, the one who really started this whole drama is Big Dave, just because, you yeah. know, Matthew McConaughey's Mickey doesn't care for him and shunned his ass at a party. And then now Big, Big Dave has a hard on for Mickey and wants to bring his whole empire down on, like, I guess you could say, like, the equivalent of the New York Times and England and hires Hugh Grant Fletcher, his favorite bloodhound, to go after Mickey and his whole empire. Crazy. You know? And Hugh Grant playing Fletcher, like his accent and just like he's just you could just feel he's like he could think he's like just a greedy son of a bitch. Like, dude, why what are you doing drinking my whiskey at my house? Saying, I want twenty million dollars. Like that uh, I don't I don't know about that. Exactly. You I just, think that's a bad that's a bad plan. You're trying to blackmail gangsters and like you know, the, like the, the Dark Knight. Exactly. <laughs> this you know? guy goes around the city and punches people into oblivion, and your idea is to blackmail, blackmail. him? No. Good, good luck. Yeah. Have fun with that. Like. And the, and the funniest part is like when Fletcher's like, yeah, I want 20 million. And, you know, Raymond's like, we went from, I think uh, Big Dave was offering him like 100K. And he's like, dude, we just went from 100K to 20 million. That's a steep, like, increase in a few Oof. minutes. He's like, oh, well, you know, technically. He's trying I should, to retire too, man. Yeah. But then the worst part is Fletcher's <laughs> like, technically, I should be, I should be requesting more. You know, given everything I have on you guys and what you guys could lose, and you know, Raymond's like, "Oh well, they got you now, greedy, you delusional, shitty." <laughs> 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 it's 
it's just like you know well i like it when you talk dirty to me i could feel myself engorging like uh, really just like you get the gay undertones between fletcher and raymundo at times but raymond's like dude i want nothing to do with you even if i was a puff i want nothing to do with you at all <laughs> And I, I like seeing Hugh Grant play that character because he's he's just playing kind of like slimy. Yeah. And you don't really get to see Hugh Grant play that. He's always the either either very suave or he's the the kind of bumbling like, oh, oh, oh hello, hi. Like he's that guy. He's never like, <laughs> I want $20 million. Like exactly. he's never that dude. And, oh. and it was really... It was really cool to see him kind of taking it was like he was taking charge, but it was also like he was on his heels at time because there there's that moment to where they're um, disposing of that body. And he's oh. like, uh, <laughs> he's really hey, he's a real gangster. Yeah, yeah. Doing real gangster shit. Like, I, I'm not trying to do that. I'm not trying to yeah. see none of it. Is no, there, no, no. Is there a problem here, boss? I don't know. Oof. Is there? And the way he came out of the darkness, like my wasn't really watching it. It was, you know, it was just kind of on in the background of her. Yeah. And I just pointed that moment out because that, you know, it's a kind of a funny scene. But then <laughs> uh, Charlie's character comes like walking out of the darkness in the background. I was like, oh, I was like, oh, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot they're scary people. <laughs> exactly. You know. Then Oof. of course Fletcher's like, I've got to wash my hands. <laughs> turns around and goes I'm, like, oh, I'm gonna peace out of here real quick. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I didn't oh. see nothing. Yeah, like sorry, boss. Next time, call. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Carrying a frozen ass corpse out the hallway like it's you know like a nine to five. Like let me punch in, punch out, and those you know, are some, like some giant dudes too. He was I like, know, how much? Dude. How much do you? Uh, how much do you bench? And you, he said three something on each side. So three wheels. Yeah, I don't know what that is in in euro weight, but uh, it's probably a lot. What like, uh, if he if he's talking about three wheels aside? So that's six wheels. So we're talking about at least two. That's two hundred seventy pounds without the weight of the of the bar the barbell. So that means he's benching at least three hundred fifteen pounds. You know, and that's yeah, I mean, weight, B- B- Bunny was funny every time he's like they say his name, Bunny. He's like incoming. <laughs> <laughs> you know like so. when they were when they were in there uh interrogating those those kids trying to get that girl home and uh he was like you mind if i sit down the guy was like yeah and the homeboy just kind of looked up Looks from at the him. newspaper <laughs> <laughs> he's just, like never mind i could exactly just, just nonchalant <laughs> just looking at, his, looking at his newspaper around all these junkies and you know Raymond's Raymond's OCD was funny to me in the film because you could tell he has OCD and like Matthew. Oh, I didn't. I didn't catch that. Yeah. So like, if you watch the film again, like when he starts blinking, kind of like weird when he has to do things that are uncomfortable. Um, that was mentioned between Charlie and Guy Ritchie that they wanted to bring like his OCD. Like he's very particular about everything. That's that explains uh-huh. why he's so well suited. How he's able to hide that you know machine gun in his in his um, jacket. He's very particular about everything. And just like he didn't want to go get the smackies. He was like, I don't like the smackies, you know, the grub in the tub. You know, he's like, and Mickey's like, I'm not asking you to spend the weekend with them, dude. Just set, let your OCD, set your OCD on the side and you're doing this. And he's like, you know, no good deed goes unpunished. And Oof. 
sure enough, it really doesn't go unpunished, <laughs> especially you know for that Russian kid. Uh, what's his name? Aslan. You know when he when he falls off that. I don't know how big that building was, but he fell to his I death, know, man. Yeah. You know, so. Oof. Yeah, overall, just great performances for everything. Like even um, Henry Golding, that scene where he confronts um, Mickey's wife, uh, Rosalind. Oh man! And he man, hikes up. Cool. He hikes up his uh, his shoes. Those were actually Henry's shoes. And oh, Guy man. Ritchie loved them so much. He's like, I gotta have that in the film. <laughs> so they didn't change his wardrobe. It was just like, no, we're adding these shoes to the film. Oh, that's dope. That's you know, dope. so. Yeah, man. man. Yeah, yeah. Before before we dive back into all all the dope clothes and everything in this, let's let's go ahead and take another commercial break. We'll be right back with more of the folding list. Yeah. <laughs> wow! Did you hear that? We were both hilarious yet insightful. Anyways. Thanks for listening to each episode of The Folding List. We appreciate the support, and we're glad you're not just hate listening. Actually, we don't care. Just keep coming back and listening. And while you're at it, make sure to check out the other podcasts in the Chino Umbrella. We've got The Nightly Binge, The Movie Dogs, and Sandusky's Talk Shit. All great podcasts with interesting people and topics. Back to the show. Welcome back. Welcome back. Yeah, thanks for thanks for joining us again. Thanks for joining us, Mr. One Two, uh, on this one. Like it's a it's a dope movie, man. It's kind of cool to go back over it, especially with someone who's watched it so many times, because I've seen it, like I said, either two or three times. I can't remember how many at this point. Um, but I know that there's stuff that I'm just now catching that you caught a long time ago. So yeah. like what's your what's your favorite scene in in this one? My favorite scene I'm going to have to say is when uh Mickey Pearson, Matthew McConaughey finally mm. confronts Jeremy Strong, Matthew about him mm. trying to undermine his kingdom. Yeah. And you know, of course Matt, Matthew's trying to play stupid and Mickey just all nonchalant until he brings up his wife. He's like, I never cared about the money. It's not about the money, but I do care about plus on putting hands on my wife. Then he just screams, you know, with passion, my wife, because that is his Achilles heel, as everyone yeah. knows in the film. Yeah. And I mean, for fuck's sake, um, uh, Dry Eye was pretty much going to brutalize her until Mickey stepped in and shot his ass. Yep. So, you know, he's him very lucky he shot him. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I think speaking as a husband, anyone who's my wife, uh, let's, get, let's just say that I, um, you're going to have a lot of testosterone injected in you for a few days. I just leave it at that. Um, you have a lot of a lot of thinking to do. Not a lot yeah. of moving, but a lot of thinking. Yeah. You know, a lot of uh, surgical instruments, and I have a very dark, large basement. So you know, <laughs> we'll we'll figure something out. But he was he was very he was very very lucky to uh, to to go out as quick as he did because he kind of he was pissed, and and I think that was that 
Yeah. Oh, but but continue, man. Continue. I, I, we didn't we didn't really give spoiler warnings to people because this is still kind of a relatively new movie, but it's been a hot minute. You yeah. you see the ending coming a long ways, but oh, yeah. but yeah. So he's confronting this dude about basically stabbing him in the back just to like save some money on this whole thing. Exactly. You know, like and his wife warned him in the beginning. You know, like. This is what I like about Guy Ritchie films. He really doesn't like how you have mentioned. Like he could be, he could be a bit uh, Tarantino-ish. I mean, everyone knows Tarantino gets a slap on the wrist where a lot of shit he gets away with. But I know people were complaining, especially you know the 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 critics. Someone was talking about all this film is racist and blah blah blah. It's like, dude, Guy Ritchie makes fun of everyone too. You Mm -hmm. know, like he's done it with you know his own white people with the black folk with the asians with the jews like he doesn't hold back i mean these are characters that he's writing this film is about characters um so like they're all um, over the top like every character is over the top exactly brad pitt you could barely understand what brad pitt was saying in snatch because he was basically playing an irish caricature um i don't even think you're allowed like i think saying you're not allowed to like say what they were saying in the movie about Brad Pitt, they call him a pikey. I don't even think they're allowed to say that in the no. UK. Like that's no. like a very derogatory term, but they say it very casually over and over and over and over and over in that movie um, to where I thought it was just a normal thing. No, it is not. Like you don't even say that over there. Exactly. You know, and like Oof. Guy Ritchie gets away with that. I mean, like in yeah. what snatch pikey's everywhere in this film, you know, you know, pikey's everywhere. The, and uh, I, C I word is everywhere in this one exactly no i mean like i love the scene where you know um where uh, the the toddlers are all like brothers you know Mm -hmm. um who was it uh ernie is talking to coach and coach is trying to get information about you know um the two asian cats who hired him and he's like oh you know fuck he's like Hmm? spell with the ph he's like oh don't get smart with me ernie you know so it's just (laughs) like you know course um one of uh ernie's friends who's part of the toddlers he's like ernie why you need why aren't you training your black <laughs> you know and <laughs> ernie just looks at him dumbfounded and he's like you know he just called me a yeah. black <laughs> and he's like he's like oh? it's not he's calling you a <laughs> but he's not has nothing to do with the fact that you're black you're just black and you're a and you happen to be, you know, that's racist. He's like, it's not racist. And, and, I, and I like how coach is like, and if, and if you want to see it from another point, you get to like, like a tear, like a, like a term of endearment, the way he took, like he's saying it to you. You know, you could call him up, like, I don't, like, um, what's he say? He says, like, you know, he's a gypsy. I don't call him a gypsy. It's like, maybe you should, if it comes from a good place for your heart. <laughs> just like, I'm just like, oh, oh man. It just sounds like some brother, like some brotherly shit when y'all make when we bust each other's balls. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. They're so, they're just talking shit, and yeah. and like that. That's what this movie. A lot of Guy Ritchie like feels like that. Like, <laughs> you know, basically almost uh, every word that comes out of uh, Jason Statham's mouth mouth and snatches talking shit. Oh, like there's time. there's very rarely moments where he's not being snarky or cynical. Or <laughs> exactly. So, and when he is, he's like, <laughs> like, I forgot when Tommy was like, like, aren't you worried? He's like, yeah, I'm fucking terrified. Like, can you like chill out? I'm trying to break the tension. Exactly. Tommy, like, no, man, like we're about to die. Like, can you chill out? And I think <clears throat> that's a great thing about Guy Ritchie's movies. A lot of the time is like. He's able to break the tension in a way that's not cartoonish or I'll say Marvel-ish. Yeah. In the sense where it's not, 
you don't feel taken out of the story. You just feel like, oh, these people do so much gangster shit that they can be relaxed in this situation. Like, exactly. uh, uh, that's why my favorite scene is the Colin Farrell scene where he's in the uh, the sandwich shop and those kids come in thinking they're bad. Like, oh, give me a sandwich. Like, get out of my way, bro. And he's like, why does it smell of pee in here? Why does it smell? <laughs> what does that kid say? And the kid was like, Boy, are you talking shit? And he's like, whoa, back up. I think you've got your mouthwash mixed up with cat piss again. You got your mouth. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, you got your mouth muddled in cat piss. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> so much crazy stuff like that whole scene where he's just dogging those kids out and it's all because he has the experience and i think that's what's scary about guy Ritchie's gangsters is that you can tell like oh they've all been doing gangster shit for a long time none of them are new at this even the toddlers like you were saying they're they're the toddlers of the movie quote unquote but they're terrifying too, to the point where that dude's security yes. was like, I'm, I don't know karate and I am running away. You're on your own, dude. And he just like, he left him there. Cause he's like, I, I can't, I'm, these kids are obviously going to kick my ass. No, exactly. No. And, the, and the beginning, he's like, you know, I know karate, you know, and he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm just blue belt. Oh, you melt. <laughs> it's just like it's okay guys he knows karate and all of them come out like really dude like uh no that doesn't matter we're, we're the wrong ones about this <laughs> no not gonna happen Oof, real yeah. fighters man but yeah, I, 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 real real fighters is terrifying like i was actually uh not too long ago i was at a dim sum restaurant with mine and we were checking out and she stepped outside <laughs> to go see what other stores or something were around and i was behind these dudes and I was like, oh, both of these guys are like, they look kind of intimidating. And then I listen, I was listening to him and he was like, yeah. So like, yeah, when I, I got in my last fight the other week, that, that was the one where I actually like knocked that dude out cold. And I was like, oh, they're fighters. They're like yeah. MMA fighters. That's why they look like that. I can, like, <laughs> see it on them. No, 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 no. And that and that's what that dude saw when they started hopping out of that van. He was like, oh, these guys are going to kick my ass. No, I'm not doing this. Nah, I don't get paid enough for this shit right here. I'll right. get a new job. It's all right. I'll protect another motherfucker, another editor out here who shit, you know. Yeah. No, I'll I, tell that guy I'm a red belt or something. <laughs> I'll push it my way through the damn interview process. Yeah. No, but that scene that you mentioned with them walking in there, just the way he's ripping at them, you know, talking about like, oh, like when he beats them, you know, he's like, oh, what's going yeah. on here? It's the four Indians. Oh, it's the four, it's the foreskins. You know, <laughs> and just like you know, I'm putting the gay back in Marvin Gaye. He's just like, I'm on fire, lads. Come on, come with me. Make it funny. And it's like, fuck <laughs> you, nah, son. Nah, that's just like, nah. <laughs> man, like, hit me again. Nothing, man. Yeah, like, hit me again. Cut me with it. And he's just like, dude, like, get him, fucking get him. He just he, he hits he he sprays a dude with um oil and vinegar. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like, oh! like he hits the knife out of his hand immediately and then yeah, <laughs> sprays him in the eyes with oil and vinegar. Exactly. He like backhands them and like bitch laughs them. Like he doesn't even punch not on one of them. He uses his open hand, which is the ultimate form of disrespect. Like you ain't <laughs> just shit dog all, all of them. Fist. Like you guys ain't worthy of a fist. You guys are just you worthy my, of you get my oil vinegar and an open <laughs> palm. That's all you get. <laughs> Man, he was so good, man. Oh, like he, he really is turning into one of my 
one of my favorites right now. After after the Batman, it was just like, all right, bro, like you win. You you you. In my opinion, like I didn't really care for that movie all that much. I thought it was cool, but uh, it 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 was just kind of boring in my opinion. Um, I almost fell asleep a few times. Uh, but Colin Farrell was dope. <laughs> Uh, Colin Farrell's great in that movie, and I can't wait to see more of him as the Penguin because you can barely tell it's him, man. Like, oh, loved dude. it, loved it, loved it. So I, loved I watched it. it with my wife, and I paused it. I'm like, "Who do you think that is?" And she's yeah. like, "Looking's hard," and she's like, "She couldn't figure it out." I'm like, "It's Colin Farrell." She's like, "No fucking way," you know. Wow. And I remember watching the movie theaters, the women. We're like, there's no way that's Colin Farrell. And it's like, just respect to the prosthetic co- like team that did that because it literally looks nothing. You would nothing like him. Like if you walked the streets and you didn't know anything, you would never know. That's Colin Farrell no. right there at all. So and have you seen the uh, the screen test? It was like the first time that he wore the prosthetics, and he he like. I guess he did. He like switched into that voice, which is very much like Tony Soprano. Like yes. it's it's almost spot on. It's like he's doing an impression of somebody <laughs> in Tony's crew. It's yeah. great. Um, but he did that voice, and it's just like, oh, you're a different person now. Like, period. That's, that's it's incredible. I, I never, I never really seen. I can't think of. Like he's almost on some Gary Oldman shit, man. I, we'll see how the rest of his career pans out, but. If he continues on this character actor route, he might not be on the same level as Gary Oldman, but he might be considered that level of character actor. Um, because like we said, I think in Bruges, that was a that was a big turning point for him. I really enjoyed that. So all of these people, I enjoyed Henry Golding's character as a uh, as uh, what is his what is his name? Dry eyes. Hush, hush mouth, dry eyes, dry cotton mouth, dry eye, red eye. So something that involves some type of visine, probably. You know? Yeah, yeah, I can't, I, I can't remember. Yeah, but yeah, like Henry Gold, I, I liked him playing the. I don't know. He's he's not, he doesn't pull suave off to me very well for some reason. I don't know why, but he pulls off the bad guy like that role. He does that very well, in my opinion. I think he's he's got that with that silver tooth. Like that was it was dope, man. I think I think he did a great job. Everybody did. Oh yeah, um, especially um, Michelle Dockery who plays um, Mickey yeah. Peterson's wife. You know, Rosalind. Yep. Dude, she did a great fucking job as his wife. Yep. You know, his uh, his she pop- holds her own like just. You know, with her portion of the gangster shit, like she still holds her own because I think she does the like legit side of, of the business. Yes, the car shop. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. she's handling like the the legitimate business, and he's handling the dirt, and exactly. and they just kind of like do it hand in hand. It's it's too cool, too cool of a relationship. Exactly. Like it's like her own. Like um, Fletcher said, her uh, Cockney Cleopatra. <laughs> Oof, man, that's like, too what? dope. And it's like that movie, dude. Like I, I take, I took so much of that movie. Like even with me and my wife, you know, when there's a scene where she's like, you know, telling Matthew you need to, you know, make sure everything's kosher on your front. You know, you got people who care for you, and then like she grabs his John, and then you know he's like, you know, uh, any chance, you know, which is their way of saying, you know, can I get some? And she's like, no, you know, I gotta go, blah blah blah. And then 
you know, he's like, I don't mind the two of you. And then she's like, no, I'm get out of here. Now fuck off. So me and my, <laughs> me and my wife now is a term of endearment. Like when we like say we love you and like things of that sort. Now we're like at the end, we're like, okay, fuck off now. So that's kind of like a, <laughs> the thing that we took from the movie. And nice, man. Yeah. So that's nice. like the little innuendos that you can have fun with when you have a very, you know, lax relationship with someone. So that was like, it's nice. You were able to find a, a loving moment in all this murder and cursing <laughs> <laughs> and blood. <laughs> and you got to find the little things even in murder. Yeah, and yeah, out. man. You, you, you yeah. found it. You found it. Exactly. It's but in but my yeah, man. Now. <laughs> that's amazing. What the fuck does that say now about my marriage? Uh -oh. <laughs> it seems like it's strong, man. It seems strong. That's that's all it sounds like to me. Yeah, man. <laughs> But yeah, thank, thanks again for joining us, man. Like, uh, I was going to thank you for suggesting this movie, but uh, you you didn't suggest it. Uh, it wasn't you. It was, <laughs> well, you know, it was like, Gino. <laughs> like, to me, this movie is like something that I think does require some type of attention. You know, yeah, like, I, I, don't yeah, feel like, sure. I don't feel like it's like one of those films where you could just walk away from because to me, I feel like you have to pay some type of attention yeah. to it. You know, this like, is a, this the is dialogue, though. Bernie's, you know? So, yeah, <laughs> you know, like, like, so it's just like I feel a like true folding list movie, <laughs> exactly, you know, or, like, or Morbius or something. Like, <laughs> oh my god, I, I really? left the room for thirty minutes and came back, and it was just as bad. So, <laughs> <laughs> another film that I downloaded because my father-in-law bought the film, and I didn't want to watch it at the movie theater. I'm like, I will not even. I have the movie pass, so I'm like, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to waste the pass on this. And <laughs> sure enough, it was it exceeded none of my expectations. <laughs> Nothing. And I'm sure they were low, man. I'm sure they were low. They, they, they <laughs> were like, if, if there's something lower than hell, that's Oof. where it would be, like lower than hell, whatever the hell that it's, would be. It's crazy, man. It's crazy that they they fell for an internet meme. Everybody oh. said it's Morbin time, and Sony was like, "Yeah, let's bring it out. People will go see it. Like it's it's a uh, uh, what is that Rocky Horror Picture Show? It'll be uh, it, they'll go see it. Ironically, nope, bomb twice. I think Ooh. I think Jared Leto just needs to stay away from comic anything because you kill <laughs> the Joker, then you <sighs> go to Morbius. It's like you just need to steer. Just he's a he, he's a good actor, but you just need to steer clear from the comic world, dude. Just leave it alone. It's so, not his world." He doesn't yeah. get it. He doesn't you, get it. You need to follow Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio's advice. No hard drugs and no no superhero films. Straight up, man. Like, yeah. Like, Timothy Chalamet is out here dressing all crazy and people are still like, huh? Seems better than Leto to me. So, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But no, yeah, I mean, man. this movie is great. I love this fucking film. Um, this, this movie on the brewski system of my movie dog brothers, I give it a four and a half. I loved it. You know, oh, yeah, man. it's left a lasting impression on me. And for all, you know, the fellow folding list listeners, check it out. It's definitely worthy of your attention. And you guys would, I think you guys would definitely love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a great movie. There's, there's a lot to love about this one. Um, it is, uh, it is a gangster flick. So if you're not ready for a gangster movie, I, I wouldn't watch it. But if you're into gangster movies and you haven't seen this one, it is worth checking out and watching many times, like uh, Mr. One Two said himself. He uh, they, he's seen it many times, and I, I think it's worth watching at least at least more than once. But uh, but but thanks again, man. Uh, why don't you uh, tell the people where they can uh, where they can find you, where they can hear you again? Yeah, so you know, check us out. Just like the same way you got to check out the folding list. Check us out, you know, on Spotify, on Podomatic, on Apple Podcasts. You know, check us out. Check us out. The Sandusky's talk shit. 
um the nightly binge we're all you know a brotherhood and sisters and with our brothers and sisters on the podcast world we review everything for you guys right now um i'm gonna do a review on netflix's Dahmer, so that should probably be popping up next week um check us out um but yeah man you know i appreciate anytime i'm here on the folding list i always love talking with you guys you know my fellow movie brothers in the world um, yep. If you guys, if you guys ever do John Carpenter's The Thing, I want to be invited because that's my, that's my oh. shit right there. Halloween's right. right around the that's corner. That's on the list, bro. You that's know, on Halloween's right around the corner. So the last film I did, no, we'll we'll do that. We'll do that. Uh, we'll do that when it's cold out, man. Yeah. That's, that's prime cold weather movie for sure. Exactly. I, that's almost a Christmas movie in my mind. I, love that shit. <laughs> I agree <laughs> I love with that you. Movie. I agree with you. <laughs> Puts me right in the Christmas spirit, man. All that snow and. Gross aliens. It's great. Exactly. <laughs> it's great. Yes, just missing some hot chocolate, some hot cocoa. Man. All uh, these. Love that movie. <laughs> yeah, man. But yeah, yeah. We'll have to do that one for sure. We'll do that one for sure. But uh, but yeah, thanks for joining us, everybody. We appreciate it once again, and we'll catch you next time here on the folding list. Yeah, yeah.